At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to VSIN Final Countdown, hour two upon us. Stormy Bonatoni and Jonathan Von Tobel with you live from Las Vegas. It's the first day of college hoops. A reminder Matt Humans is coming on the show this Wednesday to discuss the college basketball guide. He's also got a great article up on VSIN.com right now, giving out his NFL midseason awards. He's got best comeback story, worst old quarterback, et cetera. Lots of great stuff on the article today and you have an article today on vcin.com as well. You, I mean, every day, every day I wake up at 4 a.m. and I crank out words for everybody <laughs> about the NBA. So yes, market insights. There. What time do you wake up again? Like, like 4 a.m. Yeah. So you wake up at four. You don't start writing at four. I mean, like within five minutes after I inject myself with caffeine. Yeah. My kind of guy. Yeah. Coffee injected in veins is the only way to go. People um, tell me it's bad for me. but I'm like, I'm going to die anyway. <laughs> I think, well, that's what I always say. I'm like, you know, they talk about how 60% of your body is water or whatever. Yeah. No, mine is actually coffee. Not so the, that's, that's the, the fact. Um, we'll also have Wes Reynolds on this hour. He's going to come in studio, get some college hoops. He was a contributor in the guide covering the Big Ten, ACC. So lots of breakdowns today. But we also have Monday Night Football, the big game upon us tonight, Saints and Ravens. So it's time for Prop Watch. <laughs> had to do that for Matt. Oh, does he do that? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, was I supposed to but do that? But he usually does it like three or four times. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. You're learning. You're usually here on Fridays where you just have to fill in for me. That's right. So you need to just say like more basically is the thing. That's how you do a good stormy impression. Really? Just say like all okay. the time. Yeah, I don't mean to be a valley girl. It's go. just innate. Viper in the Warthog Fridays. <laughs> yeah, we still have to figure out. I need something for like. For, Definitely uh, not the first For when it's for sure. us two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my name. Well, what's your favorite animal? Like I mean, cause mine was kind of the alliteration, and then what happened was we looked up a video of a warthog, and dude, those things—you know—they can run up to thirty-five miles an hour. Warthogs? I did not know that. Yeah, we and were watching a video on it. Yeah, it's crazy. As well, that yeah. is pretty cool. So you got to think of something. I suggested an ox, but nobody liked that idea. So it's kind of awkward. I'll keep working on it. We'll see what we can do. But as far as the props go tonight, how about that? Um, Viper and the stingray. <laughs> was there anything that, that stood out to you tonight? Is just as far as the way you think this game is going to play out. So you and, actually, you and I actually got kind of along the same page here when it came to it. So Alvin Kamara, um, since Andy Dalton has taken over a quarterback here, he has been a highly targeted dude. I think mm-hmm. he's got at least is he's the lowest was six targets in one of the games, but other than that, it's like nine, nine, eight. Uh, he has been a highly targeted guy by Andy Dalton. And if you think about it too, there's a couple of things that I think factor into success for Alvin Kamara here today. The first of which is, and it might be a little bit better with Roquan Smith coming out. Uh, but when you look at 
the coverage grades for the linebackers for the Baltimore Ravens, they've been pretty mm-hmm. bad. Uh, usually when you target your running back, especially at such high frequency, there's a lot of checkdowns. There's also a lot of designed targets, i.e. like screens, big chunk plays, things of that nature. So I think he's going to be highly targeted. And I think you can find like 38 and a half out there in terms of his yardage prop in terms of uh, for receptions, uh, receiving yards, mm-hmm. if I can speak English. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I think like having a positive night tonight, I think is uh, in the cards there for the Saints. Yeah. So you did the yards. I did the receptions over four and a half. It was juiced to minus one. 30 and now I was like looking at it at DraftKings before the show all the way up to minus 155 but even if the receptions number was at five I still like it honestly mm-hmm. just because I mean you mentioned his targets and I was going through it's seven six nine nine ten right. he's averaging seven receptions a game the past four weeks um he had 96 yards receiving in the win um last week against the Raiders 56 the week prior. Um, They're just clearly trying to get him involved in the pass game every week. And I mean, the Ravens have been pretty poor defending running back specifically in the pass game. Their pass defense overall ranks 28th in the league. So I feel like a lot of things are just working in favor of Kamara having a good day in the pass game. And like, maybe if you have interest in his all purpose yards prop too, like there's potential value there, but I just think the receiving game is a good option. I was also looking at a few Lamar Jackson things, and I'm curious your opinion on whether or not he's going to be able to run the ball today. Yeah. I So I think I kind of tend to lean under when it comes to, like, especially, like, superstars and what they're good at, essentially, mm-hmm. right? So, like, Lamar Jackson's props are generally going to be skewed pretty high because a lot of people are going to look at Lamar Jackson and be like, yeah, you can go over that, sure. Um, but one of the things that we discussed when we were talking about this in the first hour, the Saints defensively, one of the things they do extremely well, they're the third best team against yep, the, run. the run. They, they do extremely well in that regard. And I think what the game plan would be is containing Lamar Jackson and say, hey, you're going to beat us. You're going to beat us with your arm as opposed to your legs. And I think that this is a defense in a front seven that can, that can contain him. Now, the problem is Lamar Jackson, this is, it's always a sweat because Lamar Jackson is so ridiculously athletic and explosive that just one play where he escapes from the pocket, he can get you. But I think overall, when you're looking at this, like I would tend to play that under because I think it's generally a little bit more of a public lean. It's a little inflated in terms of his rushing yards. And I think if there is a defense that is going to bottle him up, it would be this one. So he's averaging 69 yards per game. So you look at the 60 and a half and most people would say, okay, let's go over. But no, the reason that I asked you is because I did want to take the under on the 60 and a half. The Saints defense specifically against mobile quarterbacks have limited them to 136 yards and two touchdowns on 31 attempts. And I know Lamar Jackson is just different, right? I get that. But I feel like there's value on the under. He's also plus 135 for an anytime touchdown. And that's something that I was... I feel like those are kind of going against each other in a sense, but no matter what he's going to run. And I feel like a lot of times he's doing it in the red zone. Yeah. Well, and I like to your point, right? It's not necessarily going against each other. Cause if they get to a red zone, a five yard scamper yeah. when the, the pocket breaks open or something like that, and that's gets not going to count crazy against the yardage yep. versus the long 35 exactly. yard run where he's scrambling and goes crazy. I also like Lamar Jackson to have an interception and this one. I think, I mean, still only minus 115. He hasn't had a pick the last two weeks, but prior to that had six and six games to start the year. And he's going to be throwing to receivers he's not necessarily the most comfortable with because Mm -hmm. like we talked about in hour one, Rashad Bateman done for the year, no Mark Andrews, his top target. So I think that might open things up a little bit for him to have a pick and the number is low. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Dis- I wouldn't disagree. I would say the one thing I guess that doesn't work in your favor, uh, outside of a, as opposed to like uh, last year, right? And it's kind of in line. But this would be outside of his uh, his first year in 2019. This would be his lowest turnover worthy play rate of his career. Uh, he has done a much better job this year, Lamar Jackson, of taking care of the football. And so I guess maybe if that continues, that would probably help you out. But this is what I need. I need devil's advocate. In but here. here's the thing. So if we're if we're going along with our game plan of what we're kind of building. Uh, if we are going to say we're betting Lamar Jackson under think under would be the way to go. Why is that? Well, it's because he's not running the ball very well. Thus he's throwing the ball more. Thus the chance of him committing turnover mm-hmm. plays goes a little bit higher. And so along your lines, thus, thus again, a play over, you know, the half uh, in terms of the interception. So I think it goes in line with what we're kind of building here just to give the other side, I guess that would probably be the one thing that goes against you. If you had to force your hand okay. in any time touchdown selection, who would you pick today? All right, so I was kind of I was looking a little look uh, looking around at this. Anytime touchdown was a little dicey because there's like a lot of somewhat lower prices. But I will say, again, kind of building up this faux game plan that we have, if Lamar Jackson is going to be a little bit more of a passer and you're trying to get some explosiveness out of your offense, Deshaun Jackson is an explosive kind of guy. 
And if there was going to be something uh, that maybe gets you if you're the New Orleans Saints, and one of the things that we're going to talk about is like the weaker part of their defense, their pass defense in terms of EPA per play has been pretty average, right? And so maybe Deshaun Jackson still has it in him to find the end zone at some point in terms of an explosive play. I would not that was the one thing that stuck out to me. You're talking about what, like plus three, yeah, plus 330 right there. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the area that I would be looking at. As far as Saints players go, Taysom Hill just keeps staring at me because yeah. of the way they change up the game plan in the goal at the goal line for him whenever he like you right? They just throw yeah. him in there. Plus one ninety five or no plus one eighty now, eleven to one for a first touchdown scorer. Do you ever bet the first or last? No, not really. I, the, I think the any times are the ones that you know, I'd rather go to. I just like from a game plan state because those last ones are kind of tend to be somewhat random. So I guess you, I think I'd rather go in that direction, but like with the firsts, they're so game plan specific. Right? I was going like, to say, even for first though, I've seen so many just names I've yep. never heard of. And I'm like, wait, what? You haven't been targeted this entire time. And now you're the first touchdown score. I don't get it. And I mean, it could speak to right you know, again. Like, so you're generally your first drives are scripted. Your first drives can be a little bit more positive because you're scripting those out. And so, like, if we're talking about, like, random first-time touchdown scores or first touchdown scores, I mean, right, we're talking about scripted plays. If you want to catch defenses off guard, it would probably be a guy that does not get targets very much or carries, and maybe that's why you see that. And that's just, right, narratively an observation, but it could be why. Anything else in the prop market that intrigued you for the game tonight? So, like, again, so they're playing the run really well, but, like, Kenyon Drake, when it comes, now he's going to start and he's going to be out there uh, as they're starting running back. If we're talking about the bulk of carries and snaps, maybe some catches out of the backfield. Cause he is a pretty good guy out of the backfield. Uh, Kenyon Drake was also the other guy that I circled. Obviously he's up there in terms of uh, the favorites to do so. And, and his numbers are kind of low too, across mm-hmm. like attempts of only 11 and a half. That, that would be something where like pro Kenyon Drake stuff might be uh, something to look at, especially if Lamar Jackson is not going to run as much. Uh, but I, I thought Kenyon Drake's were a little low, just given the fact that we know he's going to be the guy tonight. Yes. I think the 44 and a half is low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gus Edwards, doubtful, um, should be the number one back. Had 62 yards last week. The last time Edwards didn't play, he had 115 yards against the Mm -hmm. Giants. I know this defense up front is a little bit different, and I feel bad that I keep on having to come back to that. I'm like, yes, their front seven is really good. They don't usually allow a lot of opportunity in the run game, but I think that 44 and a half is just a little bit low for your top guy in this instance where he's going to be getting the rock I I was going to say, at the very least, he's going to get the opportunities. Mm -hmm. 5.1 yards per carry. Big guy, strong, fast. I like all the things working in his favor. As far as the game goes in general, and we'll rehash this a little bit at the end of the hour as well, I don't have an actual bet on a side here. I know you're on the Saints in the contest, and that's kind of where we're sitting for things so far. Yeah, I I think from an actual bet standpoint, sit around. Hopefully the the Ravens get off to a a good start. Maybe you can get near a touchdown, something like that, come back in on New Orleans in-game. But uh, I think that would be the way to go. But, yes, from a contest standpoint, got Saints plus two and a half here tonight. Um, Matt usually – hates these things, and I'm sure you probably do too. But I just want to give random quarterback information. We're going to call these fun facts for you. Andy Dalton has lost five straight Monday night football games. That means something. Just going to throw that out there. Lamar Jackson is making his first start against New Orleans. Lamar Jackson is 25-2 and in his first start against a team in his career. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> okay. I mean, that stems from his year, his first year, right, <laughs> as a starter. <laughs> that's, and, yeah. what, okay. that's what I just say. Fun facts. Okay. Fun facts. Yeah, Matt, hate, Matt hates them. But I feel like I have to give out well, one as long show. as you're not, like, using it as, like, the crutch no. for your handicap, <laughs> which some people Yes, do, Andy so, yeah. Dalton has never – no, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, plenty more to come this hour. Again, Wes Reynolds going to join us. Don't go anywhere. Beeson, final countdown coming at you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Rolling along here, VEASAN Final Countdown, live from Las Vegas at our VEASAN studio at the South Point. JVT in for Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. And now joining us on the desk, Wes Reynolds. Catch him. VEASAN live bet tonight, 6 to 9 Pacific, every single night, Monday through Friday with Femi Abebefe. And we're going to talk lots of college hoops because you were one of the many contributors in the guide that's coming out Thursday, cover the Big Ten and ACC. But because we have two Colts fans on the desk with us, we cannot ignore the elephant in the room here. Frank Reich out in Indy. Jeff Saturday in? Yeah. Uh, look, I was not surprised this morning to see Frank Reich be out because I kind of felt like you always hear, okay, the coach has lost the locker room. I think the locker room lost Frank Reich. I think you could tell that he just had no confidence and, and it was indicative of that commander's game where, yeah, it was in your own territory. It was fourth and one from the 34, about two and a half minutes left to go two years ago. He'd have gone with for that. Not mm-hmm. even thought about it this time. It's like, no, I better punt it and quote unquote, trust my defense. And then the defense of course gives up a 90 yard drive to Taylor Heineke and the Colts lose. But I was not surprised to see Reich removed. I was surprised to see Jeff said that yeah. came out of absolute nowhere because I'm thinking, and I think John's probably thinking, hey, Bubba Ventrone, the special yep. teams coordinator, he's rumored to be a future head coach, uh, coaching candidate either with the Colts or someplace. So I thought Bubba Ventrone. I did not necessarily think they were going to go with John Fox or Gus Bradley. I think they've kind of seen what they need to see from a head coaching standpoint. But Jeff Saturday coming in, he was just there two weeks ago, actually, because they put Tarek Glenn in the ring of honor uh, uh, halftime of the Washington game. So everybody was back, the whole gang, Peyton Manning, Edwin James. Colts. Yes, absolutely. Oh. I know. Yeah, I know. Seeing those pictures made me nostalgic, John, just looking at that. You should be like, my ringtone when, uh, yeah. when uh, what's his face intercepted Tom Brady in the AFC Marlon Jackson. Yeah, Marlon Jackson. Marlon's got it. We're going to the Bob, Super Bowl. Bob, yeah. The great Bob Lamey, the yeah. former voice of the Colts. So, yeah, Marlon, all those guys, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, they were all there for Tarek Glenn. And – I got to think, okay, that's when the conversation took place now in hindsight with Jeff Saturday and Jim Irsay, you know, banging the anvil at the Colts game. It's like, hey, dude, want to be our coach? Um, (laughs) I guess this is because everybody, even people in the building, and I I have some contacts in the building, not within football operations, but within the organization and various other areas. Nobody saw this coming. Like nobody saw that Jeff Saturday was going to be the coach. And maybe this is a tryout going forward, but I kind of tend to think that, this might be Jeff Saturday getting bumped upstairs next year. Well, I, I was laughing at your Twitter today because he just last week tweeted, the Raiders look horrible. Yes. So now he has to be the head coach of the Colts yes. against the Raiders this Bulletin week. Bulletin board material for uh, Josh McDaniels. Boy, talk about what a mess that's going to be at Allegiant Stadium because it's not like the Raiders are in really good stead right now. I mean, you have everybody kind of saying, eh, maybe we should be out on Derek Carr. Or can Josh McDaniels really do the job? This is a Raiders team that's uh, – in a pretty bad way, blowing that lead in Jacksonville. Yet you see them laying six, and it's kind of like, I wanted to maybe come in on them because when the market comes in on a team and they get let down, they tend to go away, and that's where I like to come in in those spots. But I don't want to lay six, but I don't want to take Indianapolis either. I was making the case that if it gets to seven, I actually might be on Indy. Just because this defense has been so bad for the Raiders, yes. and they think this market, if it's getting to like seven or seven and a half, mm-hmm. it might be pretty strong. But here's the thing, too, Stormy. This was pointed out by Schefter, and and this is a really big key for the Colts. Nobody on the staff has called offensive plays in the National Football League now. 
They remember they fired their offense coordinator yeah. two weeks ago. Frank Reich is gone. Jeff Saturday's coming in. Like it's an absolute nightmare from off. Like, and this is the worst offense. And Jonathan in the Taylor's been injured, so that doesn't help your cause. <laughs> right. So this is the worst offense in the NFL without a play caller who has called plays on the NFL level and a dude who's frankly just coming in off the street. Although he did have those seven games as a was a was high school say, coach. Yeah. Three and seven record at George's yeah. High School. So yeah. there you go. Uh, I, I mean, can't remember the name of the school though. I have to look it up. It was uh, yeah, it was his son's team actually. Hebron Christian Academy in yeah. Decula, Decula, Georgia. Glorious. Yeah. Well mm-hmm. done. <laughs> yeah, and and look, Jeff's a smart guy, but obviously, you know, with no coaching experience and like JVT said, no play caller, make Matt Ryan the offensive coordinator. Yeah. He, he at least knows having to be a quarterback behind that offensive line that's been absolutely yeah. atrocious this year. Okay, what can we run that's not going to get Sam Ellinger killed? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be super cool to see. That would, that would cool be really see. funny, actually, if Matt Ryan was the play caller by the time we got uh, the kickoff. It might be, I'm guessing it might be Scotty and, Montgomery, the running backs coach, the former East Carolina. And I know coach. we're a betting show, but it also does speak to, because we should address like this part of it, which is uh, it's kind of a mess right now, I think, in that organization, to say it lightly. Like what, what Jeff Saturday was, and I think you might speak to this too, Jeff Saturday is Jim Ursay now in the locker room. Like Ursay mm-hmm. wanted to be in there. He mm-hmm. now has, it has a negative connotation, but he's got a snitch now. And he's Jeff there Saturday. to take inventory right. and that's, and that's exactly what it is yes. here uh, in terms of Saturday being hired. Okay. Let's stick with, you know, indie themed topics here as we transition to college basketball, because the big 10 was one of the leagues that you covered in the betting guide. That's coming out this Thursday, Indiana, where you are a proud grad yes. is the favorite in the league plus two fifty. But I've heard a lot of people saying that Hoosiers could be back back and actually be in contention come tournament time down the line. How do you view this team? I certainly hope so. And look, I bet that I was it was a fanboy bet because, you know, I want to see Indiana get back to where I feel that they should be, which is on the big stage. And they're the rightful favorite in the conference, Stormy, I think simply because they win the battle of attrition. They're the only team in the conference of the 14 teams that don't lose a double-digit score. So you bring basically everybody of consequence back. You bring back Trace Jackson Davis, who's the best player in the conference, preseason player of the year. Race Thompson now in his fifth year, he's their best defender. You add a couple real superstar freshmen. Jalen hood Shafino looks like every bit the real deal. And the Hoosiers really haven't had a guard that was a good lead guard that was a two-way guard that not only can get it done offensively, but also be a really good defender. And then you bring back a senior in Xavier Johnson, who I think kind of came alive at the end of the season, just got to improve that decision-making. And Mike Woodson's beefed up the schedule. Look, they're going to play at Xavier. They get North Carolina, the number one team in the country in the preseason at home. At Kansas, they're going to be playing right out here at the MGM in Las mm-hmm. Vegas against Arizona. So we're going to find out where Indiana is at this standpoint. I think that they're the rightful favorite. But if I'm looking at a team that you might want to bet to win, it's not going that far down the board. But Illinois, to me, is the most talented team in the conference. And I think Brad Underwood finally has some guys that can play positionless basketball, guys that can guard multiple positions. And that's where the Big Ten has been behind every major conference in the country because it's usually one of the best conferences every year. It's very physical. Some will call it quote unquote tackle basketball. And when you get to the NCAA tournament, it's not ref- It's not officiated like that where they get a le- let you get away with just beating on each other and being really physical. So Illinois, I think Brad Underwood might be kind of the first coach to figure that out where it's like, I've got to construct my team to have multiple shooters and spread the floor, to have guys that can guard multiple positions. So the Illini, I do think, have the most talent in the conference. It's interesting because I've seen like a wide major, like a like really wide spectrum in terms of where Illinois ends up in like the grand scheme of things. I think Ken Palm's got them predicted to finish like sixth in the conference mm-hmm. or something like that. Odds right now, they have them third, at least over at DraftKings. And I think Blue Ribbon had them as the 22nd team yes. in the country, something like that. Yeah. So it, it, would you agree with that assessment that this has a wide spectrum of outcomes? Oh, 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 absolutely. Uh, I I think you have to just looking at this because Illinois two years ago was dominated by a ball dominant guard, Ayo Dusson Mu, Mm -hmm. who is now with the Chicago Bulls. And then last year they played through the post with Kofi Coburn, Mm -hmm. you know, a seven footer that was a, a good rim protector, a really good rebounder. So they're having to play different now. They still have some size down low of Coleman Hawkins, but they've got a very good recruiting class. Sky Clark actually initially was committed to Kentucky decommitted and goes to Illinois and he's probably going to start immediately. So yeah, there, there is, you know, Indiana, I think is the favorite, like I said, by default, because they have the most coming back, but then you can throw a lot of these teams in a hopper. You could throw Michigan state in there. You never want to ignore him. I know Tom Izzo says he likes his team. I don't know if he's being political there (laughs) or if he, you know, just being coy, Iowa, 
even though they lost Keegan Murray uh, to the Sacramento Kings, number four, number four pick in the NBA draft, I was always going to score. Okay. Now, can they guard? is always the question. And that's what they did late in the season is they were able to guard. And that's why they won the big 10 tournament Purdue off last year's disappointment. When I thought they might be the best team in the country at one point, they don't win the big 10 regular season, nor the big 10 tournament. And they get ousted by a 15 seed in the sweet 16 in St. Peter's. So you can kind of throw a lot of those teams in a hopper there. Ohio state is pretty much a brand new roster with transfers and also uh, several freshmen in that class. So this is a league that because there's kind of so many question marks or teams that could lead their way up the top, you wouldn't have like a dark horse team that's an underdog that you really think could make a push. The one, if you're looking at the column on the right there on the graphic, would be Penn State. I think that they could maybe, I don't know if they could win it. I mean, they might be something you take a stab at. Michael Shrewsbury is a really good coach. He coached under Matt Painter and also under Brad Stevens. Those are two very good minds to learn from. Guard-dominated team. They play pretty hard-nosed defense. Uh, they actually, uh, in terms of points allowed, they were the best in the Big Ten. Indiana was the best defensively in terms of field goal percentage allowed. But Penn State might be that team that's kind of sneaky that everybody ignores uh, down the board. Sounds like it's the Big Ten. They're all just going to beat up on each other. And Basically, it's going to be wonderful and then, basketball. And then, and then lose in the NCAA tournament and not have anybody in the Final Four. Hopefully uh, hopefully that team in Cream and Crimson's there, though. Yeah, well, we'll see <laughs> if your alma mater can get it done throughout the course of the season. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, we've still got the ACC to talk about with Wes when we come back, get into some college football as well. But today, the season officially tips off in college hoops with more than 100 20 games and something tells me Wes that you have action today I do I'm trying to pick my spots though because this kind of caught up on me with everything <laughs> going on football and World Series it was like man there's like 200 games on the board today I can't bet all them right. all well we will see the spots that Wes has settled on when we come back stick with us here on Vston final countdown This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 and up only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and please drink responsibly. Rolling along here on VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonantoni and JVT with you alongside Wes Reynolds, host of VSIN Live Bet tonight on the desk with us. And I know we're talking a lot of college hoops, but we did have some news come in a little bit ago about Bills quarterback Josh Allen, among the favorites to win MVP this year, being evaluated for an elbow injury to his UCL, which is an injury that he's dealt with in the past, but related to nerves, according to Chris Mortensen. Yeah, and uh, a couple books have taken it off. I think it's still basically seven. Nine and a half was the look ahead on this game. And this was a spot I'm going to wait and obviously see what the injury Injury news is that I did want to lay with the Bills. Uh, yep. After I saw how excited uh, uh, Mr. Cousins was on that plane, <laughs> we were just watching a video clip on one of our monitors here, and I thought, okay, this team's ripe to get beat. Because if you look at Minnesota, they've been out yarded in most of their games this season. They've been very lucky. I was very glad to have the hook yesterday with the Commanders, but you know, they've been they really haven't beaten anybody of note. They've beaten the Lions and they've Barely. beaten the Packers and the Bears. So look at this guy. You know, like, and then when they did play the Eagles, their lone loss is against. Can you can we decide? Are we going to go with Kirk Thuggins or another one, Kirk Cutsons, because he's cut as hell? What I like do? Thuggins. I like Thuggins. Yeah, Thuggins that's got a really good ring to it. Well done. I like Thuggins, Thuggins too. He was uh, chanting, "You like that?" at his former team yesterday, the uh, Commanders, but. Yeah, I'm going to wait to see if uh, Case Keenum is going to go for the Buffalo Bills. This could be the Case Keenum revenge game, former Minnesota Vikings starting quarterback. So, gosh, I wonder what I wonder what the drop will really be, if this will be like Jacksonville and the Chargers a few weeks ago when they thought Herbert wasn't going yeah. to play, and this drops and down the to PA three. the announcer accidentally puts up, Chase Daniel will play, and then yes. the market freaks out even more, yeah? <laughs> yes, yes. So if, if this gets down close to three, I would obviously definitely be in on the Bills. Yeah, just definitely keep that in mind. Uh, head coach Sean McDermott said tomorrow they are hoping to have more information. Um, let's get into some more college basketball, though. Talk some ACC, because as if it wasn't weird enough, Wes, last year, 
year watching ACC basketball, not having Roy Williams out there. Right. Now there's no Coach K either. In steps a 35-year-old coach leading the Duke Blue Devils. What's your expectation for this squad? Well, before people, I know people want to write the obituary of Duke as they're one of the most hated programs in America, but they're going to continue to get a lot of players and five-star guys pretty much every year. John Shire, by the way, I, I kid a little bit, but I'm kind of serious. He ran the agent program for Coach K down at Duke, so that's why they, you know, they're still getting all those five-star kids, yeah. and I, I don't think Duke is really going to slip at all. I think early on in the season, because they have so many new players, by the way, they had the number one recruiting class coming in this year, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, uh, they had three of the top five in all of the recruiting services, 24-7 rivals, the ESPN uh, 100 that they do. So they're going to have a ton of talent here, but going to take a while. They only have one starter back, and that's their point guard, Jeremy Roach, who's uh, been there for like 20 years. Yeah, he <laughs> was, was a pretty decent shooter from the outside, but Duke is probably going to lose a game or two in December that you don't expect them to, to lose just because they're so young, but they're the most talented team in the league. Then, of course, North Carolina is the most experienced team in the league, but I still think, do I think that I, they get number one rated, I think, by default because they made that run, and you bring back Armando Baycott, who could be the Naismith player of the year, but I don't know. I don't think they're the best team. Well, and that's kind of why I wanted to ask you too, because, and this was actually, and I'll give it credit because I like this publication too, but like as Blue Ribbon points out in their write-up for them, right? This is a team that lost to Pitt last year in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. It, we, every, he was going to get fired. Yeah. Right. Like that, that was the thing when it came that, to this. That's, uh, that's I think when Amal declared them dead, declared yeah. them dead on this very network. So that's what I kind of wanted to ask was like, I get experience and I get the fact that they made it to where they did, but at the same time, like, I feel like we should probably pump the brakes on being the best team in the country, yeah. right? Like you get hot, you went through a neutral site tournament and you won a bunch of games, but I feel like there was obviously some clear flaws with this team mm -hmm. that had them where they were at one point where Hubert Davis was going to be a right. guy that was fired as opposed right. to leader of the number one team in the country next year. They were 300 nationally in turnover margin. Right. So, I mean, even these experienced guards, even though they can get you buckets, Got to clean that up. Now, rebounding, they're going to be tremendous again mm -hmm. with Baycott. And then Pete Nance comes in uh, from uh, Northwestern as a transfer. But I just think that this team, you know, it sounds cliche, but now they have to be the hunted instead of the hunter, you know, where they kind of sneak up on teams. So everybody, you know, eyes are going to be peeled on Carolina Blue. They got a lot of veteran production. But if I'm going uh, – a little bit down the board. Now it's still kind of chalky because they're the third favorite, but UVA I think is going to be better. I think they, they bring took like a, everybody back, right? Yeah. They took a real drop last year. The defense is solid because they play one of the slowest tempos in the country. I think they might've been the slow or second slowest last year at 357 out of 358 teams, but they play that pack line defense. But I think because they played such a short rotation and you got to work hard playing that back line defense, they had nothing offensively, and they just did not shoot the ball very well. They couldn't score the ball effectively. Now you have your six leading scorers back, plus you get Ben Vanderplas, who is a 14-point-a-game, seven-rebound-a-game guy at Ohio. Kihai Clark is still on that team. Remember, Kihai Clark was actually the freshman point guard on that team that won a few years ago uh, when he made that uh, great pass, like by five, the way. Four? Yeah, that great pass that knocked out Purdue when I was sitting right next to Matt Humans in this very studio. <laughs> like, And Matt doesn't get like fanboy about his alma mater like I do with Indiana, but even Matt was like, I can't believe it. They had a chance to go to the Final Four, best chance they've had, and they couldn't get it done. But UVA... I think is kind of the team that is a little bit under the big two with UNC and Duke. I think they're going to shoot the ball better this year. They're still going to be good defensively. They're still going to control tempo. So they'd be the team I'd be looking at in an ACC that even though they had three teams in the elite eight last mm -hmm. year, if you look at them in the macro sense, they were way down. Mm -hmm. They only got five teams in the tournament. They just happened to get that randomness and that luck in the NCAA tournament and find three in the elite eight UNC Duke. And then uh, Miami was the third. Speaking of which does Syracuse find their way back into the tournament? I know they struggled a lot defensively last year, but it's pretty rare for that squad to go back to back seasons without making the dance. Yeah. Uh, I would lean towards the no. I think yeah. they'll probably be a bubble team in Jim Beheim will go on ESPN and campaign, you know, or complain when his team doesn't make the tournament. This is his 48th season, by the way, at Syracuse. He's going to become in about two weeks, the second coach in NCAA history to win a thousand games. Of course, his buddy coach K being the first, but he doesn't have his sons anymore. He doesn't have the brothers Bayheim, uh, Jimmy and uh, Buddy Buckets, of course. This team really could shoot and score, but they couldn't guard at all. They were terrible defensively. So 
maybe they play a little bit of a slower tempo because they're not going to shoot the ball as well without Bayheim's kids. And honestly, I thought maybe last year was going to be the year he would retire. It's like, I want to stick around and coach my sons. But now that I see this is his 48th year, I think he's going to try to reach number 50 up there in Western New York and then call it a day. So I think I picked them ninth. Uh, they're, they're about the ninth or 10th best team, but you know, they always kind of get hot, like in conference tournament time and pull a couple upsets and somehow finagle their way into March madness. How bad does it get for Louisville in Kenny Payne's first year? It's going to be bad. Right. I, I don't I don't know if they're quite going to be the worst, but they're going to be down there at the bottom. He just doesn't have his dudes right now. And Kenny Payne, by the way, he is one of the most well-connected co- coaches in the country of any college basketball, grassroots basketball, NBA basketball, whatever you want to call it. This guy will get dudes, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Louisville, you know, the bottom just dropped out. Chris Mack essentially quit on the team. Last year, they don't have a lot of talent come back. I know Kenny Payne and his old mentor, John Calipari, he was on the Kentucky staff for about a decade. They are battling for the national number one player. That is DJ Wagner, who you might remember Dewan Wagner out of Memphis. That is his father. And Milt Wagner, who was on the 1986 Louisville national title team, is his grandfather, who, oh, by the way, is also on Kenny Payne's staff. So it's... You know, the soap opera of Kentucky against Louisville country down there and the bluegrass state is going to continue. But, yeah, nothing for Louisville this year. I thought it was worth pointing out really quick because if you see the DraftKings odds, I feel like they're rated a little bit higher than they should be. So maybe a team worth playing against. They should be down there with, like, Georgia Tech and Pitt. Okay, good to know for sure. Uh, You said you were picking your spots for a couple of games tonight. Was there anything you ultimately have settled on so far? Yeah, I played Oral Roberts getting nine and a half at St. Mary's. Uh, St. Mary's is a team that they like to stop you on the catch and shoot. But Oral Roberts has Max Abmas, who, if you remember, he was on that team that beat Ohio State in the NCAA tournament, upset them as a 15 over two a couple years ago. Guy that can really get there off the bounce. So I played Oral Roberts plus nine and a half. I also played Louisiana Monroe plus 21 or so. I think it might be 20 and a half now in the market at Texas A&M. Rumor that Buzz Williams' guys has a little bit of a flu bug going around. We, we already saw that kind of happen earlier today. The uh, coach for Pacific uh, did not travel with the team to Stanford. So even though Pacific did get the cover in the second half, but there's been some flu going around here that's affecting teams. So I that UL Monroe and then also have Ohio plus six and a half against Belmont. Belmont's usually a very good shooting team. And I think they will be again, but Ohio's got a couple uh, major uh, conference transfers coming in. I thought six and a half was a little bit high on the Bruins down in Nashville. Awesome stuff. Catch West later on tonight with Femi live bet tonight on VSIN. They'll be taking you through all of the Monday night football action later. And as well as the college hoops betting guide that's coming out later this week. Make sure you get it. Download, subscribe, vcin.com slash subscribe. Thank you, Wes. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you for having me. Wes Reynolds. Um, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up here on VSIN Final Countdown. I know JVT's got some NBA he wants to get into. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops fan, BetRivers has you covered. Join them every week for the new promos. Tuesday, hockey for school insurance. They've got the Friday night college football bet and get. Sunday, football, parlay insurance, and a whole lot more. Get it now. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. And there are 15 games coming up in the association tonight. Stormy Bonantoni and JVT in for Matt Brown today. And f- game starting every 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing goes. that. Like, because they're they're off tomorrow. They're doing that for you know uh, uh, awareness of voting day tomorrow, or election day, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> election day. Yes. Yeah, whatever. There it is. we go. Um, so yeah, they they want to wear his awareness to that, so they're taking the day off. I don't understand the time staggering. That is kind of weird. I mean, I, every game is free on, like, the NBA app, so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't really understand it, but, hey, basketball every 15 minutes. You do you, NBA. We did have some noteworthy names just to be aware of for today. Uh, ben Simmons will play. The Nets are at the Mavericks tonight. Joel Embiid practiced in full, but he's questionable, I believe, still Yeah, tonight? he's missed the last, one. want to say, three or four games. I said an illness that has kept him out. Yeah, but he, the fact that he practiced, the fact that he's missed games, I think he last played October 29th. Uh, you, you check the date. Um, I would say that like those, there's times where I'm kind of willing to speculate on things like whether or not a guy's going to be available. You know, uh, I think that's one of those where I'm relatively comfortable thinking that Joel Embiid's probably going to play in this game. I'll give you an example too. So like um, the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls are playing on the second leg of a back-to-back and they're playing each other. Like Toronto yesterday, they're playing in Chicago today. And if you understand and read what's going on in Chicago, they're resting Zach Levine on back-to-backs. They're not telling you which ones they are. But if you look at it, mm-hmm. it's a back-to-back. They're playing in Toronto one game. They're playing in Chicago the other. More than likely, it's probably going to be the Chicago game that the Chicago guy is going to play. So, like, those instances, you can see it. And sure enough, he's going to play today. So You sound like me when it comes to, like, goalies and back-to-backs. Yeah? <laughs> is that, is yeah. that the logic? Very much so. Yeah. Um, also, Kawhi Leonard expected to miss an eighth straight game. And yeah, against a nice. Cavs team that's hot, second-best record in the league right now. Yeah, like the Cavs are freaking awesome, and they're doing it too. I mean, there was a game the other day, and it was a lesser opponent, but no Darius Garland, no Donovan Mitchell, doesn't matter. They win. Um, no, this team's been great. And I still think, like, I have my reservations about them. Their bench is still, like, for my own taste, like, kind of thin. Uh, but they're still getting it done. And the Clippers, the one thing the Clippers have really struggled at, they're actually one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Uh, they are one of the worst offensive teams in the NBA. In fact, they might have taken the title of worst offensive team overnight, so I'll double-check on that. Um, but, like, that's kind of been the problem for them. And, like, Paul George wins player of the week this past week because he has been scoring, I think, over 30 points in three straight games or somewhere in that range. And yet, I think their offensive rating for the week was, like, 104. Like, they're just, they're really bad. And I can understand why at this point right now, where home court is not really worth that much, why the Cavaliers would be four and a half point favorites on the road. I just really hope that Kawhi gets healthy enough and, like, this doesn't turn into another season where the injuries spiral. Oh, so do I. I mean, look, so for me as a Clippers fan, uh, and yes, they did take the title, thank God, of worst offensive team in the NBA. Um, no, You like, found that fast. <laughs> it's all hot linked. Um <laughs> No, you're right. Like, and here's the thing: as a basketball fan, you kind of hope. But as a Clippers fan, like, this was a team that two seasons ago, before he got injured in the postseason. I mean, I wrote a big article up on Vsin.com. The headline was "Clippers are the best team in the NBA, and they're going to win the title." And then he tears his ACL, and they still made it to the Western Conference Finals. This looked like one of the deepest teams in the NBA, and that's kind of fallen apart now. There's been other injuries that have bothered them. Marcus Morris has missed time. Uh, Paul George missed a little bit of time, not a lot. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, and even when he plays, he's coming off the bench. But I would agree with you. The fact that he had the knee repaired and yet he's still experiencing tightness to the point where he can't play that is troubling um earlier today 4 a.m when you woke up you put together the the market report for the nba and your some of your daily picks one of those was the celtics laying three and a half at the memphis grizzlies why so i've been i've been sitting back and waiting to bet against memphis uh i just haven't had the opportunity to do so because nothing really presented it from a number standpoint or a matchup standpoint i think this is the time today to do it 
So the Grizzlies, if you look at their last two games, uh, they have improved dramatically on defense. And you could sit back and go, hey, look, they're getting better, right? At one point, they were the third worst defensive team in the NBA, uh, but they've given up well under a point per possession to each of their last three opponents. However, each of their last three opponents, Charlotte, Portland, Washington, are among the worst offensive teams in the NBA, and all three of them were missing their best offensive players, Bradley Beal, LaMelo Ball, and Damian Lillard feel like you don't want to read too much into what Memphis has done defensively over the last couple of games. I still think this bad defensive team is there for Memphis. And I think if there's a team to do it, it would be the best offensive team in the NBA right now in the Boston Celtics. The Celtics have had their own issues on defense. They really miss Robert Williams. But I think the fact that they can throw multiple defensive bodies at a John Morant, right? Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I think they're going to be able to kind of exploit this issue that for Memphis that has been simmering under the surface. So I took my shot here and I laid three and a half with Boston. It's been kind of stuck there. Injury reports haven't been posted. Boston, or excuse me, Memphis is on the second leg of back-to-back. Steven Adams did get injured yesterday, but came back. So I don't know if he's going to rest or not. Uh, but once that injury report gets clarified, I'm sure we'll start to see this number take shape a little bit more. Uh, but either way, I think that I'm in pretty good shape. I don't think the market's going to move against me here when it comes to this game. The defending champion Golden State Warriors have had a rough start. Yes, they Three have. and seven on the year. They've dropped five straight games on this lengthy road trip. Now they're a seven and a half point favorite taken on the Kings today and you're laying it. Yeah. And so this is one of those two where I, like I, so on Friday I gambled and I even wrote about it in the column where, you know, they were on talking about like logic and trying to follow where games are going to go and what players are going to do uh, in terms of their availability. So they were on the second leg of back to back on Friday in new Orleans, but they had just blown a game against Orlando. And I wrote about it. I was like, look, this is a really prime spot for Kerr to do what he usually does and rest everybody. But I'm going to gamble and say that, hey, we've lost five straight or whatever it is. We need Let's this. play these guys. <laughs> it didn't work out. They rested everybody. But I think I'm going to come back here again and take my shot. Like, this is – there's a couple of things. One, your starters all get extra rest. So, yes, you're coming off of a road trip, but they had – they sat the last game. Two, this number actually got to as low as seven and a half, and that's where I bet it. It's up to eight everywhere else. They were 10-point favorites against Sacramento at the end of October in San Francisco, and now we are back here. Again, lowest point was 7.5. You're getting a little bit of a line discount here on Golden State. And so those are kind of the opportunities I look for. Yes, Golden State has not played very well, but Kerr has been messing with the lineups. They still think this team is should be rated the same that they were about a week ago or so. So I'll take the line discount here against Sacramento, who, by the way, trailed Orlando over the weekend by 20 points and to come storm me back and win in overtime. It's one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. I think I'm going to lay a little bit of a discount there with Golden State and think they get it back tonight. All right, anything else you want to highlight on the slate tonight? Uh, I did bet Oklahoma City. Uh, I got the best of this one. Uh, I took one and a half. They are now two-point favorites against Detroit. Um, this is more of a, I put it in there. It's like a number play for me. I actually made it Thunder minus one and a half. So the market's right there too uh, with what I thought this was going to be. The Pistons have been really poor on both ends of the floor. Very disappointing because I was really high on Detroit coming into this year. And obviously they can still turn things around, but the Thunder are storming my, I think my favorite team in the NBA right now. They're young. They're awesome. They're a top 10 defense in the NBA. Their offense is extremely reliant on Shea Gilders Alexander, but they are one of the best cover teams in the NBA since last season. They were second in the NBA ATS win percentage last year. They are 6-3 and three against the spread again this year. They play very well. They're coached very well. And I think when you're talking about, again, home court, I use one and a half in the NBA. Uh, right now, the median home result is two, so it's still in that range. To say that the Pistons, who opened up two and a half, got to one and a half, were like just a half point worse than Oklahoma City, disagrees with my numbers, so I played Oklahoma City tonight. Really good stuff. Make sure you go to vcin.com slash JVT for all of Mr. Von Tobel's wonderful articles daily. They're all po populated there. Um, one quick game that I do have a bet on in the NHL tonight. There are three games going on, but I'm looking at the Blues and Bruins, the Blues riding a six-game skid. They have looked awful, outscored 30-10 to 10 during this losing streak. The Bruins, meanwhile, 10-2 and two this season. They have the second-best record in all of hockey behind only your Vegas Golden Knights. They're a minus-195 favorite tonight, so I'm looking to the puck line to back the Bruins back at home, plus-130. Um, all of the Blues' losses to this point have been on the puck line, so the Bees are back at home. I think they... They take advantage of just about every facet. I'd be stunned if they lost this game. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with them here. And something real quick, because we do these pro tips every mm -hmm. single hour, right, here on VEASAN. Make sure that you go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe so that you can get all 20 of them every single day. But we focus a lot on key numbers in the NFL, and I don't feel like they're talked enough about with yeah. basketball and there are key numbers in hoops. Yeah. Uh, so the two most key numbers in the NBA, uh, seven and five in that order. Uh, those are the ones that you want to focus on. Uh, but here's the thing. And Kelly, actually Kelly Bidlin, who comes on the podcast frequently pointed this out in one of our episodes, the four most key numbers, see if he sends the theme here, seven, five, six, and eight. 
it's all that five to eight point range is a really key range here in the NBA. So when those numbers float around in there, just keep that in mind when you're betting some of these numbers. Like, for example, Golden State Warriors today, late seven and a half, number went back up to eight pretty much everywhere else. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. You know, I got burned the other day, by the way. The Portland Trailblazers were playing host to Memphis. I took four and a half. They lost by five. So keep that in mind. But that five to eight point range is where you want to stick to in terms of key numbers. With just about a minute left here in the hour, final thoughts on Monday Night Football, Raven Saints going head-to-head tonight. I think Andy Dalton wins. Give me the Saints. I think they're, I he think puts they're it into the five-game Monday Night Football losing streak tonight. Right. The totally Tonight's legitimate tonight. and supported by evidence <laughs> Monday Night Football losing streak for Andy Dalton. No, I, I like the Saints team, and uh, I still have, that obviously, that ticket on them to win the NFC South. And I think they are better than the market's giving them credit for. Give me the New Orleans Saints and the Red Rifle tonight. Yes, it would be Saints or pass on my end as well. We were both interested in Alvin Kamara props tonight. Uh, You took the over 38 and a half in the receiving yards. I have the over four and a half receptions. But, uh, I mean, Andy Dalton has trusted him. Lots of targets every game. He's been reeling them in and getting the yardage. So, uh, Saints and Kamara are the way that we are looking as far as things sit right now. Thanks for filling in for Matt. Of course. Appreciate it. I know this I is different. You're usually with him yeah. while I'm gone. So That's this good. was nice. Nice like, change of pace. I feel like we bonded. I'm sorry that I'm not the warthog. <laughs> I'll work on my animal choices. Uh, keep it locked here on VEASAN, though. VEASAN prime time with Tim and Sean coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.